Welcome to Conversations with the Card Reader, the official podcast for the House of Divina. I'm so glad you're here. Grab your favorite beverage and take a seat. Let me talk with you for a while. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Conversations with the Card Reader, the official podcast for the House of Divina. If you are new here, my name's Tony, and I'm a tarot card reader. I own a tarot house here in the village of South Elgin, where I provide tarot card readings for my guests as well as host events. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about numerology and tarot. So if you've ever wondered, how do I get all that information when I'm doing a tarot card reading for you? This season, you're going to find out. So you'll want to stay tuned because I'm going to be dishing all the goods. In the previous episodes, I've talked about the Divine Feminine, as well as the Divine Masculine, and ways that you can get to know these archetypes in tarot. So again, we're going to talk about numerology today. For those of you who are wondering what is numerology anyway, it's just the study of the origin of numbers, like how we got numbers, and then as you come to understand how we got the numbers, you'll also come to understand the secret meanings behind them. So in tarot, There are a couple of disciplines that we are looking at. We're looking at archetypes, as we discussed with the Divine Masculine and the Divine Feminine. But we're also looking at astrology, again, numerology, the elemental equation, so um, earth, air, fire, water, and how they play into what we're doing. We're looking at chakras. We're looking at the tree of life uh, and the role that the numbers play in those different uh, sapphires. and there's just a lot of different other things that we're, we're looking at. As a reminder, tarot is made up of 78 cards. And no, and that's no matter what kind of deck you're using, whether it's the Thoth or the Rider-Waite-Smith. Um, if there is, you know, another type of tarot, it's always going to be your major arcana and your minor arcana. There are a couple where people are trying to be cutesy or or creative and come up with additional cards to put in the tarot, but those are not tarot decks. They're, yeah, I'm not going to even get into that because I'm a purist when it comes to tarot as far as we are able to understand. So all this new creation stuff is just not where I go. But when we're talking about tarot, um, there are 78 total cards and there's the major arcana, minor arcana, and in the minor arcana, those 56 cards are made up of four different elements, and each of those elements, speaking to numerology, have the numbers 1 through 10, and then it's understood that what we refer to as the court make up the numbers 11, 12, 13, and 14 as it relates to the pages, knights, queens, and the kings, okay? So with numerology, and we're going to try and keep this real basic, this is not going to be a super... uh, in-depth where we get numbers from uh, conversation, but it is going to talk about how I use numerology in tarot to be able to get information for you. So we're going to start with the number one, which in tarot are the aces. Now, the number one can be a little bit tricky. Depending on what it's next to, what the question is, and what's going on in the spread, The number one can mean something as simple as an idea that we have or an urge that we have. It can be the new beginning of an experience or a fresh start. It can also be the next step after you've come into the completion of a thing and you've graduated. So uh, how that would work is, let's say you enter into a graduate program. 
and you've taken all the classes, but now you're at the place where you need to write your thesis, right? So you've already done all of the work, you already understand it. Now you're going to take that body of work, that body of knowledge, and then apply it somewhere. And in, in when you're getting a degree, that would be, you know, like a thesis. So a one, again, it can mean ideas, it can mean new beginnings, it can mean a fresh start, or it can mean a graduation from a particular thing, and then the continuation of that by taking what you've learned to bring it into something else. Now, when we're talking about the number two, the number two speaks to planning or partnership coming into a connection with something or someone. A two is not necessarily a card of action when you're talking about tarot. For instance, the cards that make up twos and just the basic twos, we're not talking about the, the numbers that progress as it relates to or that are a derivative of two. We're talking about just the pure number two. We have the high priestess in the major arcana, and then, of course, we have a two in each of the elements. We have the two of cups for water, the two of wands for fire, the two of swords for air, and then we have the two of pentacles for earth. When you're looking at all of those cards, you will see that there is very little, if any, movement in any of those cards. Even where you do see movement, it is a juggling, a juxtapositioning, a trying to balance and understand it's not necessarily, I'm going to go and move and do this thing. So this would be um, where when I'm reading for you, I'm understanding whether or not you're in the planning phase of something, or if you are having challenges, making a decision between one thing or another. It helps me understand where you are in relationship to a relationship, whether you've just met someone or if you've been together for a while, the level of fragility or strength within your relationship. Um, and when you're talking about whether you're going to move or get a business, it lets me know where you're at in that stage of a particular product launch or starting a business or moving or, or where you're at. When we're talking about spiritual things, or being able to move forward, when a two comes up, it lets me know whether or not you're getting a download of information, whether or not you're starting to experience things. It will let me know whether or not there's a great deal of time or not that you are looking at engaging before you're able to graduate to the next thing. So numerology in tarot is absolutely key. Now let's move on to the next number, the number three. When I see the number three in tarot, I am thinking about where are we birthing something into the world? The cards that align with the three in tarot are going to be the high priestess in the major arcana. And then we're looking at the three of wands, which is fire. We are looking at the three of cups, which is water. We're looking at the three of pentacles, which is earth and the three of swords, which is air. Now, depending on what's going on, I can figure out whether or not um, we are taking action to actually create something, whether or not we're trying to regroup, whether or not um, there are other people that we need to recognize or acknowledge if there's something else going on in the process. There are a number of things that are going on when I see a three. Um, when we are talking about relationships and whether or not there is a strong attraction, if the... Um, 
if the empress comes up, there's definitely a strong attraction. Uh, if we are talking about concerns about uh, fidelity and the the high priestess, or I'm sorry, the empress shows up, there is a possibility that there is another person in the relationship. Uh, but she doesn't just mean infidelity. The high priestess, or the high priestess, why do I keep saying that? The empress could also mean marriage, and she can also mean having a baby. So that maybe that's some, there's someone who is expecting. So again, these are all creation, action, regrouping, recognition, when you're talking about the threes. And so numerology, again, is very key when we're talking about the tool of tarot and how I'm using that to be able to come up with information or insight to be able to help you understand what's going on in your life. Does that make sense? All right. So we are going to go on to the next number, starting with number four. The fours in tarot represent the emperor, the four of wands, which is fire, the four of cups, which is water, the four of pentacles, which is earth, and the four of swords, which is air. When we're looking at the number four, it is an embodiment of numbers one, two, and three. And it also is uplifted by the energy of the full card, which is zero. When we're looking at the meaning of four, in some instances, it does stand for stability. But when you think about the energy or the archetype of the emperor, you also have to consider that the emperor expands its territory and does so usually out of a dissatisfaction of um, too much stability and or a desire for growth. So the four is the precursor to the number five, and you want to take into account what um what comes with every number or the energy that comes from it. One of the things I did say early on is that numerology is the study of the origin of numbers. And when you understand the origin of numbers, you also understand the secret meanings attributed to those numbers. There were a couple of books that were really key to me when learning to understand numerology as it relates to tarot. Now, I'm a person who absolutely loves books and I prefer older books because a lot of times some of the newer books leaves out the nuance of history in the materials. And so uh, Paul Foster Case wrote a book called The Tarot, A Key to the Wisdom of the Ages. And in that book, we see a key of the cosmos and its relation to numbers. There's a lot of information in here. It focuses primarily on the major arcana, but when you're learning to read tarot or you're reading tarot or you're working with the tool of tarot, you understand that what is in the major arcana trickles down and supports or has a running theme through the minor arcana, which when reading tarot for you, it helps me to understand your situation and circumstances better it also helps me to understand the people or the energies or the environment that's involved. So, um, yeah, when we're looking at the number four, we're looking at stability. We can talk about rest, being at rest or restless. You can speak to things being um, safe or secure, but you can also think of it as needing to protect boundaries. When you're talking about school or maybe an area that you know and understand, 
This would be someone who has mastered the subject matter or um, the ability to do a particular thing. And it, when you're talking about money and maybe the Four of Pentacles shows up, this would be a card about inheritances um, or monies that are coming through. And depending on the different spaces that are in a particular spread, it could also speak to you coming out of a lot of money for big, big expenses. So I can understand why some people choose not to study the tool of tarot, but instead tend to just get a tarot card reading. This is also why going to someone who does not really know tarot can be a bit of a challenge because you never know what you're getting. You don't know whether or not people understand the, the different um, things that go into reading tarot and how that impacts your life. So there's a maturity level. There is a knowing level. There is an understanding level that goes into being able to provide uh, a comprehensive reading. Of course, anybody who can look at art and appreciate it, can also look at tarot and appreciate it, especially when you're using the Rider-Waite-Smith, and provide a modicum of understanding for providing information or reading. However, if you take away the photos from the tarot and you're no longer using Rider-Waite-Smith, let's say somebody chooses to use the thought, then you're in a whole different ballgame. Now you're requiring that somebody understands what is coming into play as far as the elements and as far as numerology, not to mention astrology and um, the other practices or mediums that come into play when you're reading tarot. So now let's talk about the number five. In tarot, the number five is related to the Hierophant. The Hierophant is a religious archetype and can stand for religion. It can stand for structure, government, rules, society. It can stand for education. It can be um, just a number of things. So, But when you're looking at the number five, five is about change. It's about um, disruption in a number of instances, and it can be about the human experience societal expectations, and even conformity, and the struggles that we have in our humanness to be able to work through those moments in our lives. The tool of tarot speaks to every single part of our life, every particular experience that you could even possibly think of. And so when these numbers are coming up, it's helping me to understand where you are in the process of life for this particular issue, and what is there to help support you to get you through it, as well as um, position you for the next particular thing in your life. So the fives in tarot outside of the Hierophant are the five of wands, which is fire, the five of cups, which is water, the five of pentacles, which is earth, and the five of swords, which is air. When you're looking at those cards, you can see the disruption that's taking place on any number of elemental levels. And you'll understand what I mean by uh, five being the number of change and the struggles that we go through when we're speaking to conformity. The next number that we use in tarot is the number six. Now number six on the major arcana level refers to the lover's card. And 
contrary to most people's belief, the concept of the lover's card has nothing to do with being in love. It really is the card of making huge choices in your life that have the ability to transform your life path. Now, the imagery that's provided on that card is that of an angel, um, a man, and a woman. And in some older decks, you may see two women, one an older woman, one a younger. And the story that goes behind this card in order to help people understand what is being talked about when it comes up is that there once was a man who was married to a woman and they had a long life together. This woman was good for him and good to him and provided him the kind of companionship that he needed to become a great man. However, he along comes a woman who is younger than his counterpart and she stokes in him a different um, feeling or emotion. And he has to make the decision. Will he remain with the companion who he has committed his life to and who has committed her life to him? And they have grown and become this, um, the better parts of themselves. Or will he make a different choice to uh, engage something that is fleeting and that speaks to only one aspect of self? So when the lover's card comes up, I'm not necessarily thinking about whether or not somebody is meant to be, uh, even though it can be, it can speak to that and meant to be is also a fleeting concept and understanding and quite subjective, but we won't get into that right now. But when it comes up, I'm thinking, okay, what main or major decision has this person come to that they need to, to make and what serves to support them in making that decision? Now, the answer to that question is going to be displayed in a particular spread. If I see multiple sixes come up in a particular reading, then this um, lends to me understanding that there is a dire need or a more strong need for you to be able to make a decision. And it will also tell me what is at play to support or what uh, serves as a blockage or an obstacle to you in making those decisions. And in that way, we can help to work through them. The numbers in the minor arcana that relate to the major arcana six or the lover's card is the six of wands, which is fire, the six of cups, which is water, the six of pentacles, which is earth, and the six of swords, which is air. And again, if you're looking at the Rider-Waite-Smith decks, you will see the symbology in the, the images uh, that lets you know maybe the energy that comes with uh, making whatever life decision that you need to make. There are nuances in each and every one of those cards. Remember, I talked about um, directionality in cards. I talked about um, the symbology that are in those cards. And we did take a brief um, time to acknowledge that tarot, while there are 78 of them, when they are reversed or ill-dignified, that card takes on an entirely different message. And the message is not just in it being reversed, but also where it lies in the spread, what it's next to, the context of everything comes into play, as with any other card, okay? So then we have the sevens. Now in tarot, seven typically means movement, transition, or assertion. 
it can mean that on a number of different levels because the seven in tarot, when we're looking at the major arcana, is the chariot card. And in the card of the chariot, thinking about archetypes, symbology, history, there is a emperor. The emperor from the four card is now riding inside of the chariot. And he's riding inside of the chariot now because he's had a meeting with the Hierophant and he's thinking about the lands that he already has. Remember, he had, he's gone through the, the six, which is the lover's card. And he is thinking that he is ready for a change. And he either needs to shore up the, the protection in his current lands that he has, or he's looking to advance his territory. And so in the chariot card, there is also, the story goes, a person that rides with the emperor that reminds him of his humanity so he does not get the big head. When you're being assertive, when you're in transition and you're making moves, you're not always guaranteed a win. Even if you've stopped by and had a conversation with the um, oracle, because you have to um, you have to take into account a number of different things that come into play. So when you're thinking about the seven, the chariot card comes up. I'm looking to understand what kind of movement, what kind of transition are you making in your life? What has presented itself? Um, if it's something very simple and we're talking about what's likely to happen right now uh, or this week, we could be talking about something as simple as you may want to um, think about before you go on this joy ride or a staycation and drive around. Maybe you may want to, you know, look at your car and get it checked out, check the tires on it. I mean, tarot really can be very, very simple. It doesn't have to be these big overarching life-changing scenarios. It can be something as simple as, hey, go get the, the tires checked on your car before you go somewhere. Um, or it could be something as grand as, well, I can see that wherever you're going, it's going to be within driving distance, right? Or you're going on this road trip. Now, the numbers that align with the chariot card in the tarot are going to be the seven of wands, which is fire, the seven of cups, which is water, the Seven of Pentacles, which is Earth, and the Seven of Swords, which is Air. When you're looking at these cards, you'll see that um, there are a number of things that are taking place uh, where the person in the card is maybe taking a moment to consult or understand or think about something before making a movement or a transition, um, or if they are making a, a change or making some movement, or transitioning, they're doing it in a way that is quite stealth. Remember, the sevens relate to the chariot and the emperor is hanging out in that chariot. So he's being mindful of the moves that he's making. Again, by me understanding these things, I'm taking all of this into consideration. When understanding what's going on in your life, we're talking about whatever is, is happening or whatever it is that you want to do when I'm reading for you. Of course, I'm not talking about all of these details. I'm in a split moment doing a translation and lending my expertise in reading tarot to provide you with an answer that will help you get moving in and doing what you want to do. All right. Eight. I love the number eight. When you look at it, it's a limniscate. It's the infinity symbol. 
And in tarot, it talks about our evolution as a person, and it speaks to the characteristics of courage, understanding, uh, obviously strength, and patience, not necessarily pushing through and making things happen, but instead having the strength of character to remain calm in adversity. Anytime I see an eight in tarot, the first question that comes to mind is, what does this person need to lend their either strength of mind or strength of character to in order to move to the next step? How does that ability, that strength, that characteristic help them to overcome a particular situation or circumstance? Now, in the minor arcana, the eights are related to the eight of wands, which is fire the Eight of Cups, which is water, the Eight of Pentacles, which is earth, and the Eight of Swords, which is air. Each of those images gives me even more detail, especially when I see more than one eight show up. If the Eight of uh, Air or Eight of Swords shows up and the Strength card shows up, it lets me know that a person needs strength to be able to find their voice or to be able to change their mindset. It's quite possible that that person is dealing with um, a scenario where they are either feeling attacked or feeling unsupported by other people in their surroundings. When I see the eight with the eight, meaning the strength card in the major arcana, partnered with the eight of pentacles, I'm understanding that somebody is quite proficient in their work and they may just be at a stage where they're not really looking to do anything different and they're satisfied or that they are just doing what they need to do in order to get through the day. And they are not going to make any big moves right now to make any changes. When we're talking about the number nine, we are looking at the hermit card. Nines in tarot really are about winding up or winding down. It's about taking the time to commune with the divine, getting away from everything and outside pressures in order to reflect on what we've done and also to appreciate the path. When we're looking at nine in the tarot, the major arcana card associated with this understanding or way of being is the hermit card. And the Hermit card, you will actually see the symbology of this archetype. It's usually a person who is solitary, holding a lamp to be a, or a star. So when I see a nine in tarot, I'm thinking of the wrap up. What work has somebody put in to the point that right now they are looking at the end of that path and they are actually preparing for the next one? What areas do they have that they can actually reflect on? to understand what serves them best, what is no longer valuable, and how they need to be able to move forward. The minor arcana cards that align with the Hierophant in the tarot, so we have the Nine of Wands, which is fire. We have the Nine of Cups, which is water, the Nine of Pentacles, which is earth, and the Nine of Swords, which is air. And again, anytime you see a number repeating itself within the tarot, it is something that you definitely want to take additional time to consider. 
think about how those two cards come into play. If you see a major arcana card and its minor arcana counterpart showing up, you definitely want to understand that linking. That's going to give you some insight into what you have uh, supporting you and what potential obstacles you may have or can expect moving forward. Tarot as a tool does not help any of us escape life. It's a beautiful tool to help us engage life fully and be more present, as well as to get the best experience out of it. It's very much like, in some instances, an accurate weather report. We can see the weather coming. We cannot stop the weather, but we can certainly dress for it. We can choose to stay inside. We can choose to... Um, well, maybe you guys are like me. I'm a foodie, so I eat based on how I'm feeling. So if it's a, a stressful day, I'm going to eat some comfort food. Uh, but if it's a, a different type of day, I'll eat food that makes me feel better or good in that particular instance. And so it is with tarot. When you get a tarot card reading, it's going to allow you to see the weather of life or the weather forecast of your life. It's not going to help you escape it but it will help you weather the storms in a way that you will ultimately come out better for the experience. And it'll also help you to be able to plan better so that you'll know how to um, to take charge of, of what you have at play for you. In, in some ways, you think about it like you're at home, you want to make food, you don't have the option nor the time to go out. So you're looking in your cabinets to see what you have and then you're choosing to make a meal that way. And so it is with tarot. It lets you see what's going on. You can't get out of the house of life. But what you can do is you can look in your cabinets of life, see what tools are available to you to be able to create a recipe that will provide you with the sustenance that you need to live your life more effectively. And so that's how I use the tool of tarot to help you. And that's where numerology comes in when I'm doing a tarot card reading for you. So again... Uh, for the remainder of the season, if you are interested in understanding better how I get all of this information out of these little 78 cards when I'm reading for you, tune in to the episodes for the remainder of season two. Go back and listen to uh, the Divine Feminine as well as the Divine Masculine. There are other episodes here as well for you to listen to, but for the remainder of season two, I'll be creating content that speaks to tarot um, and helping you to understand a little bit better how I get that information. And also so you're not freaked out when you see somebody coming up with these cards and not understanding like where they're getting it from. A person doesn't need to know you to be able to read tarot for you. If they know tarot, they can still get the same information. Doesn't matter if you touch the cards or if they touch the cards. Or if they just put cards in a bag and drop them all out, um, the divine is the divine and the information is the information. Whether or not you choose to follow the path of the information that's coming through, that's completely up to you. The divine gives us all choices. Uh, but I certainly want to help you through this thing that we call life, this journey of life. And I want to do that using the tool of tarot. So if you're interested in getting a reading with me, you can catch me online at thehouseofdivina.com. Just go under readings. You can schedule some time together. Also, uh, it is festival season. 
And I am out and about. I will be doing two festivals this year so far. If you want to know more about that, you can go under events and you can see where I'll be. Certainly stop by. I'll plan on maybe putting together a podcast or doing some recording for the podcast at the event. So I'd love to meet you all out on uh, the circuit. And then let's see. Oh, by all means, please Subscribe to this podcast, download the episodes, and share it with a friend. To those of you who, it's so interesting, I am I have the people who listen to this podcast in different areas of the world. Um, I said before I was going to do a shout out, and I had a printout of it, and then right now I'm recording on the go, but I will definitely get that in to do a shout out to those of you outside of the U.S. who are listening. For those of you who are on the East Coast here in the U.S., thank you so much for for listening. I'm noticing the numbers. I absolutely adore you all. For those of you here in Illinois uh, and just throughout the U.S., thank you so very much for engaging and listening to what I have to share with the world. I certainly appreciate that. For those of you who are guests of the House of Divina, thank you for your feedback and for letting me know that this is exactly what you wanted and that you appreciate the content that I'm putting out and how that is changing your lives. Um, Yeah, so I think that is it for now. You guys have a great day and until next time, love you. Thank you so much for coming over to my house. If you enjoyed this episode of Conversations with the Card Reader, please subscribe and download the podcast so you're notified when the next episode airs. You can find me on all social media as The House of Davina. Oh, and next time, bring a friend who needs a friend.